Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to Believe in the Miami Heat, brought to you by the Believe Network. As always, I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. Got a little bit of news today with Ben Simmons might be coming to the Heat, so I wanted to share my thoughts on that with y'all. Now, this is another video I put up on the YouTube. A lot of this does play better visually, so if you want to watch it, go check out Anthony DiNardo on YouTube. But I do say a lot of interesting things, including my thoughts on the crazy Portland fans and the crazy Heat fans who don't want to trade Nikola Jovic for Damian Lillard. I also do a little bit of Adrian Wojnarowski slander, so stay tuned for that. But for my audio-only listeners, had to get the audio up for y'all, so enjoy the episode. They trying to get real creative now, man. They talking about Ben Simmons coming to my Miami Heat. Do I even want that? I mean, low-key. I started to think about how all these players come into the Heat system and how Eric Spolstra unlocks all this potential. And I think that potentially Ben Simmons could be nice here. I mean, put Ben Simmons on the Miami Heat and let me see Eric Spolstra unlock his full true potential. I put that out on Twitter today. Not a lot of people agreed with me. Uh, my boy Ariel Latias commented saying, can Spolstra unlock his back? I said, no, that's what Kendall Jenner is for. Bring me that boy, Ben Simmons, 6'11 point guard. Let me see what Eric Spolstra can do with him. Now, as a Heat fan, do I actually want him here? Do, do I believe that he can be good? Uh, to be honest, not necessarily, probably not. Now, is it even hypothetically possible to get him here in a Damian Lillard trade? Well, technically, yes. I did cook up another thing in the trade machine. This hold is what we're working hey, with you. today. Yeah, yeah, you, watching this video. You think you can guard me? Go ahead, go ahead, check up. I'll tell you what, if you score me, you don't gotta subscribe. How about that? Let's go. I mean, you can still subscribe if you want to, you know what I'm saying? Now, I, I don't necessarily like this trade. I want to start off by saying that because on my last trade machine video, had a lot of Portland fans mad at me, some Heat fans that didn't like it. I got something to address all of y'all later, the Heat fans and the Portland fans. So stay around for that. But let me kind of break this down. I'm going to get the OKC part out of the way. I'm telling you, this trade is inevitable. I explained it that video with the whole stifling rule. They send us 2024, and now we're allowed to, to trade like 26, 28, 2030. That trade will happen. And to the people that said, why would OKC help Miami? They're getting a second round pick, okay? They're flopping first round picks, getting a second. Their net is, they are netting a second round pick. There's no reason for them not to do it, okay? That part's inevitable. Obviously, from the Heat aspect, you get Damian Lillard, you get Ben Simmons, and you do get that first round pick from OKC, which is irrelevant at this point. We're still losing on that, on that side. Now, for the Brooklyn Nets side, they get Tyler Hero, who I think fits very nice there with Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges and everything else they have going on, Nick Claxton. I think he's a very good piece there. Now, in order to make the money work, because Ben Simmons makes a ton of money, we'd have to send over Duncan Robinson. Now, part of the reason I don't like this trade and I don't necessarily think it's super realistic is because why would the Brooklyn Nets want Duncan Robinson? He has another year on his contract, but he makes way less money per year than Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is under a contract for two more years at about 40 million a year, which is insane. Duncan Robinson has three more years left at about 18 million a year. So half as much as Ben Simmons. So from the heat aspect, you know, whether the fit of Ben Simmons fits or not, it's a little bit beneficial because you're shaving off a year of extra money by getting rid of Duncan Robinson. But you, are, but you are getting double the money per year that Duncan Robinson is making for the next two years. So 
if Brooklyn really hates Ben Simmons, maybe they're willing to accept another year of money from Duncan Robinson, especially since he makes half as much. They are also sending out a first round pick to the Portland Trailblazers. So it's not all that bad. They're getting Tyler Hero and shedding Ben Simmons, but they do have to accept Duncan Robinson and get a first round pick. Is that beneficial from a Brooklyn Nets side? To be honest with you, I'm not too sure, but this is really the only way I'd see uh, a trade possible where Miami gets Dame and Ben Simmons. Obviously, on the Portland Trailblazers side, they get the expiring contracts of Kyle Lowry and uh, really uh, everyone else, Hayward Highsmith, Nikola Jovic, obviously not making any money. And Caleb Martin does have a player option, which he most likely will opt out of because he's only making like seven and a half million dollars next year. And after that, he'll probably opt out and resign for a bigger bag. So in this case, they are they're losing pretty much all those players and they're just getting the four first round picks plus Nikola Jovic, who balled out. In the summer league that was a big deal that was a big big deal now we heard that dame wants to play with caleb we heard that the portland trailblazers want caleb so which is it truthfully i don't know from a miami heat fan perspective this was a big debate yesterday whether heat fans wanted to trade some combination of hame and jovich or caleb which would they rather keep personally i would rather keep caleb martin He's shown that he's a big time player. He's a little bit older than both of those guys. And obviously, if you get Damian Lillard and pair him with Jimmy Butler, you're in a win now mode. I think that Caleb Martin is a more win now player. So I personally would like to keep him. To the Heat fans that said they'd rather keep Jovic and Hame, I get it. They talking about those guys have more upside. They could be stars one day. But listen, you're in a win now mode. When you got guys, you know, who are elder, like, not let me not just say elder, they're not Udonis Haslam. No shit, I love you, D. But guys that are, you know, more older and more veterans in their careers, like Damian Lillard and Jimmy Butler, you want to win now. You don't really want to sit around and wait for rookies to develop. Another positive of keeping those young guys, though, they would be under contract, their rookie contracts for four years. So if they do become good players, you have those cheap, high-value contracts that you need when you have a top-heavy team like the Miami Heat would be. So that would be an upside to keep those guys, but I'm looking to win next year. And I think Caleb Martin is a guy that you can do that with. So that would kind of be beneficial for the Portland Trailblazers. I get they're not getting a lot of value, but we all understand there's so much they can do. You know, I'll talk to the Portland Trailblazers fans real quick that said, uh, why would they do this? Why would Joe Cronin accept this terrible package? And, and the Trailblazers should do what's best for the organization, right? Send them to Detroit if Detroit has the best package. I discussed in my last video how that's probably not possible because if Dame doesn't want to be in Detroit, Detroit's not going to give up all their assets to acquire him. That's too big a risk. Dame could sit out. Everybody and, and everybody that said Dame's not that type of player, he had a quote from 2021 saying he would he would sit out if this situation was to ever come. So I'm just using his words. It's possible he would change his mind. But regardless, who's to say Dame doesn't get to Detroit and demand another trade? Okay. There's a reason teams don't trade for players who don't want to be there. You, you can't mortgage your entire future and risk it on a guy who doesn't want to be there unless you're the Toronto Raptors. And yeah, it did happen to work out for them. They won a championship with Kawhi Leonard, okay? But there was a lot of other di different circumstances going on there between Masai Ujiri and Greg Popovich, right? So you can't mortgage your entire future if a guy doesn't want to be there. Now, for the Trailblazers, maybe what's best for them is getting Dame to his preferred destination. Who's to say that they they screw over Dame, right? And all these other future players, these future these future free agents, these future rookies that go to their team, who's to say they don't look at Portland and say, why would I want to join the Trailblazers? 
Why would I want to work under Joe Cronin? I saw how he traded Damian Lillard, the best player in their franchise history. If he traded, if, if he did Dame a disservice, what is he going to do to me? That's not a good look for your organization. I saw this when the Miami Heat let Dwayne Wade walk. Now, at the time, I actually did think it was the best basketball move. D-Wade was getting up there in age, couldn't stay healthy too much anymore, and he wanted a big deal, right? I didn't understand the ramifications of letting him walk, though, of prioritizing Kevin Durant, of prioritizing Hassan Whiteside. It was not a good look for the Miami Heat, and they had to make up for it by overpaying everybody on that 27 team that finished 30-11. and 11. They had to overpay Deion Waiters and uh, James Johnson, and they paid Kelly Olynyk, and they did all this stuff to to start this Heat family thing uh, and Heat cult not not Heat culture, but uh, Heat lifer. That's that's the campaign that they ran to make it look like they actually do care about their players. And obviously, they ended up getting Jimmy Butler, but I mean, they did lose Goran Dragic. That that wasn't a good look. But the point is, at the end of the day, what's best for the Trailblazers might be doing Dame right. That is seriously something that I think they need to consider now. Going back to this trade, as far as the Ben Simmons fit on the Miami Heat, I don't think it's great. I mean, you're talking about a guy that can't shoot when you already got Jimmy and Bam, who obviously, I mean, they got the mid-range game, but they can't shoot from three. Having Damon Lillard would help. He's obviously one of the best shooters of all time, and whoever else they put out there on the court with them could help the shooting. But I also don't think Ben Simmons would necessarily start. So I guess that's something we should take into account too. He can come off the bench and kind of be some combination of a backup big and backup ball handler, which would be nice because you're obviously going to be losing Tyler Hero. You're going to be losing Kyle Lowry, a lot of your backup point guards there. And as a Heat fan, as much as I love Josh Richardson, you don't want him handling the ball the ball more than he has to because he's bound to step out of bounds with the game on the line if you know you know. So fit-wise, I don't think Ben Simmons is perfect because of the shooting, but if you put him off the bench, maybe it could work. Now, defensively, that does excite me. I mean, you telling me that you could have a closing lineup. Let's say the other team is down 1.16 seconds left, and the Miami Heat has a lineup out there of Jay Rich, Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, Caleb Martin, and Bam at a bio. Now, I realize Caleb Martin will be in this trade, so that's not possible. But regardless, they always find some guy who could defend out his ass and stuff. You put him out there with that lineup, who's scoring? The, <clears throat> excuse me. the defense on that lineup <laughs> is awesome. Uh, but do I want Ben Simmons at the end of the day? Probably not. Uh, we know Jimmy Butler hates him. I didn't even mention that. That is a pretty big talking point, I think. That was a, a big reason that I think Jimmy wasn't super happy in Philly. I've heard uh, him say things as much about guys not working hard and taking things serious. And that obviously seems to be Ben Simmons that he's talking about. So I don't even think he would work from that aspect. Another thing to think about if you're the Miami Heat is they would be sending out six players and only receiving two, which means you're opening up space for four open roster spots, got spots that have to be filled because you're going to need players on this team, especially the way we always seem to get bit by the injury bug. But all they can spend is minimum money. So that means it's another four contracts that have to be spent on minimum players. I'm not sure I want to be going into the NBA playoffs with a bunch of minimum guys getting run. Now, it's kind of what they've been doing, especially with the undrafted guys. And yeah, they've made it work. And yeah, the Heat Scouting Department and Andy Simon up there, they are elite at what they do and finding guys, right? And maybe you even get some nice veterans that want to come here for the low to ring chase towards the end of their career. So it could work, but I'm not sure how sustainable that'll be. I mean, even looking at the best free agents available, you got Goran Dragic, who, of course, I love. I do think he would take a minimum here, obviously. 
can't really play defense, but maybe he can get you 15 to 20 minutes a night. Some of the other names left are PJ Washington. We've heard his name a lot. Even Kelly Oubre, we've heard his name. I'm not sure those guys are taking the minimum. Now, they're still here four days into free agency, but I don't think those guys would settle for a minimum, and they're certainly not at the point of their career where they'd want a ring chase. Some of the other names we heard is Dario Saric. He might be a minimum guy coming back from some injuries. I certainly think he has a nice fit here as a big who can stretch the floor. Another name we've heard is Christian Wood. I don't know what the deal is with him. Not Certainly not watching a ton of him, but he seems like a great player number-wise, but all his fan bases hate him. The Rockets didn't like him. The uh, Mavericks didn't like him. I don't know what his deal is, but hey, maybe Spolster can get something out of him because this this uh, organization has shown that when you give them guys who have talent, then they uh, they can do nice things with them. So uh, there was this guy on Twitter. Let me get his, his full tweet here. His name was Yasi something. Do I have it up? I thought I had it up. Here we go. His name was Yasi Goslin, who said, if the hypothetical three-team trade between the Heat, Nets, and Blazers was expanded into a 17 trade, combined with Miami's unofficial trades with the Thunder, Cavs, Spurs, Brooklyn's, the unofficial trade with the Pistons, neither Heat nor Nets would have to add more salaries. I did a terrible job reading that. But basically, if that happens, you know my boy Andy Ellisberg is in his bag, which is what he does best. I mean, listen, this Heat team, they're very good at finding ways to manipulate the cap. Actually, I believe that trade for Shaquille O'Neal back in 2005 was the largest trade in NBA history. I think it actually had the most players that were ever sent out between teams. Uh, so that would be kind of interesting now. Uh, I do want to address the Heat fans, though. I already talked to y'all Portland fans. I want to address the Heat fans now. In my last video, that said they wouldn't trade Jovic or Hame for Caleb, or, or they wouldn't trade Jovic or Hame for Dame. That's ridiculous. Listen, I, I want to talk to y'all because I get it. I love Jovic. I love Hame. They balled out in the summer league yesterday, and unfortunately, I fell in love so quick with them. But you got to give something to get something. You have to. We saw this back in 2005 with Shaq. We knew Lamar Odom was gone, right? He was the Tyler hero of that trade. But Miami did not want to trade Karan Butler. But guess what? They gave in. They sent Karan over, to, over, right? And then they got Shaq. They won a championship. Sometimes you got to do what it takes to even get a one to two year championship window. I get it. These guys are old, but it is so hard to get a championship window. If you can even get it for one to two years, I honestly believe it's something that you have to take. And if Jovic and Hame turn into Hall of Famers, you got to live with the fact that you at least had a championship window. And if you win, if you do win the chip, everything you did was worth it. I don't care if your franchise struggles for the next 10 years. Everything you did to win the chip was important. Now, as far as Damian Lillard updates, uh, we got another dumb report today from Woj saying that uh, the Portland Trailblazers are not interested in the Heat's package. Oh, they're going to look elsewhere. Listen, Woj, you, not now, not ever, have you ever known anything about the Miami Heat, okay? Because you get so sad and sensitive when the Heat are so tight-lipped and they, they don't want to go running over to you and snitching you and telling you the business. You get so mad because all these other teams are in your pocket, right? And they tell you everything you want to know and that you help them out by, by giving them leverage and spreading all these false rumors and, re and reports, right? So don't come in here and say that they're not impressed with Miami's package. You're just making stuff up, okay? And you're trying to drive up the price and guess what, Woj? It's not going to work. Because Chris Haynes has not said nothing. Sham Sharania has, said, has, has not said nothing. Two guys who have been more on top of it than you this entire Damian Lillard saga, okay? You don't know nothing about the Heat. You never will know anything about the Heat. So stop acting like you know something. 
I will not believe a single word that comes out of Woj's mouth about the Miami Heat ever. And any Heat fans watching this should take the same advice. Okay? But that's all I got to say for this video, man. Make sure to leave a like if you didn't already. And if you don't like the video, you can leave a dislike too. I'm fine with that. As long as you watch me, as long as you Heat fans supporting this team to win a championship. Or, you know what, not even Heat fans. I welcome the Blazers fans. Had some Celtics fans last video. I do appreciate all the support because I love doing this YouTube thing. And hopefully it can become a full-time gig one day. But I can't do that without all the support. So once again, I greatly appreciate y'all. I'll see y'all with a video next time. Pull up in the city trying to get that dead fast like, Do it on my own, I don't need no dead weight like, Had to kill him off, yeah, I need a head space You know this homegrown bitch don't a fan, man Thank you for listening to Believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show And giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com And search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.